Every day you wake up to something new Whether that be a challenge or a new opportunity And let me tell you, that's a great thing Now you gon' have some battles You'll get your wins and you'll have your losses But no matter the outcome, there's always light at the end of the tunnel Alright, let's go Grinding every day cause I gotta get it Waking from my dream cause I'm trying to live it Make my own lane, don't care if I fit in If I want something I do it, no I'm never quitting now Honor my path, reaching my goals no matter how Bring on the wrath, promise ain't nothing gon' knock me down Tell me can you feel the vibe yet? This the encouraged mindset Welcome to another episode of Encourage Mindset, a podcast that is all about confidence building, mindset, motivation. And today we are talking more about emotional intelligence. And we have an amazing expert, Rebecca Shocker, excited to have her on. Why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are and why you think it's an amazing topic to talk about? Yeah, thank you so much, Ethan, for having me on. I'm definitely honored to be here. Not sure I would call myself an expert. <laughs> I'm well-versed in mindset, mental health, and emotional intelligence. And emotional intelligence to me is more important than IQ, I think. Because when we have an understanding of our own emotions and feelings and behaviors, we have a better understanding of other people and how we can be social, how we can interact, and how we can understand one another, which I think is crucial to living Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, I know emotional intelligence really influences relationships and over overall well-being. Can you kind of talk about how it does a huge impact on those things? Yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's huge because how are you to understand your partner or your parents or your siblings or your colleagues or your friends? However, if you don't understand yourself. So being able to have high emotional intelligence allows for deeper connections, better communication, a better understanding, more self-awareness, more empathy. It really all goes hand in hand to foster and nurture those relationships. So it really starts with knowing yourself and having really, really good self-awareness. Well, that's an excellent answer. And I think like you just said right there, emotional intelligence ties into self-awareness. So what are some things that you've been doing throughout your lifetime to be kind of more self-aware and more emotional intelligent? Yeah. So I'll tell you a little bit just about my background. I thought of myself as kind of on autopilot. This is probably about seven years ago. And I was just going through the motions, letting life happen. I wasn't really an active participant. I like to call those people NPCs if you play video games. (laughs) So not that I play video games, but I know people that have. And I felt like I was an NPC. I wasn't really active in my life until one day I woke up and I realized that I had to take control of my destiny and to start really being an active participant in my life. So that all started with my journey of self-awareness and recognizing myself, how I came across in public or to my friends or how I was viewed or the way that I behaved and how I act. So I started taking a real hard look at myself and my own behaviors 
to see where I fit in in the world and like how I came across. And not that I cared what other people were thinking, but it was the very first step to know like, oh, if I do this thing, then that leads to that thing. It, and it's kind of more complicated and deeper than that. <laughs> but it's it started with me recognizing how I behaved. Right? Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. So what are some practices or techniques that you think like, are vital for this to be more self-aware or to be more emotional intelligent for our viewers to kind of put to practice and use? Yeah, I would say definitely like first you need to observe your own behavior. I know we've all been at restaurants and you'll hear someone at the next table on their phone really, really loud having a conversation or maybe there's a bunch of people and they're being over the top loud. And it's like having that ability to be self-aware, to recognize there's other people in the room or the environment at the restaurant and not to have to be the loudest one in the room. You don't have to draw this attention to yourself because I feel like a lot of people's behaviors are stemmed from the ego and that's a whole other topic. But when we understand that, that when we understand ourselves and how we behave, we can have a better understanding of how it's perceived within other people, if that makes sense. So start with self-awareness, knowing yourself, knowing how you act, knowing how you behave and kind of, it really comes down to just knowing yourself and being mindful of how you carry yourself, how you speak, the things you say, the things you do, right? It's really more of a journey of uncovering who you are and who you become in the process. There's a lot of layers to it. It's not something I can just tell you right away of what you can do. You can definitely start getting in touch with your feelings and your own thoughts. And we have to do that first by understanding what your self-talk is. We all have that narrative upstairs running in the back of our mind on autopilot all the time, right? Those mm-hmm. are our thoughts. And so being able to understand what our thoughts are, what we really think about ourselves, what we really feel about ourselves is number one. But you can't do that unless you're willing to sit with yourself and be alone. Like you have to be alone with your thoughts. And a lot of people don't do that because it they don't really like what they're thinking or they don't have the ability to tap into that, right? And it's not scary. Like we think it's scary. It's just scary to dive into the psyche of our mind. But it's more of understanding your thoughts, understanding why you think the way that you think, right? I was going to say that's where like some stuff like overthinking comes in. That's where like stress comes in. That's where like a lot of the negative thoughts come in is from sometimes maybe being too much alone, if that makes sense. Yeah. And there's definitely like a balance that you have to find of not being too much in your head, but also not being too much in your feelings, and it's being able to have that compassion and that grace for yourself of knowing like, okay, well, why do I, why do I feel this way about myself? Right? Like dive into it and ask the question, why do I have this negative thought? Where did this negative thought come from? Don't just bandage yourself and distract yourself with drugs, alcohol, social media, whatever people do, right? Because mm-hmm. they don't want to think about it. This is thinking deeper. And then going deeper and deeper again until you get to that root of what's causing that negative thought. Because a lot of people do have negative thoughts and they don't realize that these negative thoughts dictate their behavior, right? And what they feel about themselves. I think there's so many 
things that create negativity, right? Like the social media side, you know, there's a great powerful presence in going to the gym, right? There's a ton of gyms out there that promote, you know, well-being and going to the gym, but then there's a negative side of it. Like, Oh, Hey, you're not doing this good enough. You're not doing that. Correct. It's just like anything that kind of goes, you know, positive, there's some negatives to it. And that's where being self-aware and understanding yourself is huge, 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 huge. There's some components that are also very critical to emotional intelligence besides self-awareness. And that's motivation, empathy, and some social skills. Can you kind of talk about how those affect our emotional intelligence as well? Yeah. So a lot of times we wait for motivation to kick in before we act, but it's really the other way around. You act and then motivation kicks in. So we can't wait for motivation because if we're waiting for motivation, it's never going to happen, right? It's being able to do the things that you don't want to do when you don't feel like doing them, right? Mm -hmm. No, you should be able to to do them. So doing what 95% of people won't do, right? Like I have a saying that in order to get my ass out of bed at 4.30 in the morning, it's like I have to be willing to do what 95% of people won't do, right? That works for me. So that's where we have that motivation, right? And I'm not doing this to go to the gym that early for anyone else but myself. And I understand why I'm doing it. So really, it comes down to an understanding of yourself and why you do what you do, right? My biggest question is why? Why are we going to do what we do? Don't just waste time doing stuff that's not going to serve us. Number two, with empathy, we have to be able to show ourselves empathy and grace and compassion before we can show others that, right? And so when you understand yourself and you have compassion for yourself and you're not so hard on yourself and you're not playing that compare game that that person's lifting more weight than you at the gym or Mm -hmm. making more money, whatever it may be, when you have that compassion for yourself and that you're really, it's you against you, then you're able to have that empathy towards others and understanding where they're coming from. And treating everybody equally, regardless of where they're at in life, right? It's really sharpening the mind and being able to think outside of the box versus all the noise that's coming in through social media, through our friends, our family, right? All these negative channels. It's really being able to master your mind in that. To me, that's how I built my high emotional intelligence, right? Yeah. So what's a personal story that you could share with the audience that has helped you be more empathetic? Well, I that's really kind of a loaded question because I'm, I'm <laughs> so I feel everybody's emotions as is. Like okay. I, I feel energy. So I already have that trait just naturally. But what I have realized, and I'll talk about this because it's been a topic of concern this week with a lot of people I know. There's a lot of discouragement and people are discouraged by the way other people act, right? And so how do we deal with discouragement or letdown, right? And so like, let's just say you're driving and there's some jerk in front of you and they're, they're annoying you, right? Oh yeah. So, cause I, and I say this because I, you know, once upon a time, probably not that distant, I <laughs> like I, get angry with drivers and I think that they're not very smart and I'm angry about it. But what I've come to realize is being able to have that empathy is recognizing 
that it has nothing to do with me. Everybody is fighting their own journey or going through their own thing. And when I see less than and people that aren't as smart, I guess less with it. I just thank it. And I say, thank you universe for allowing me to not be that way. Right. Like Absolutely. people that aren't going to match us where we're at. We have to just recognize that that's for a reason. And we're thankful that we're not that way. Does that make sense? You know, that makes total sense. And I think you just nailed the head on that because there's a lot of, a lot of that going on in just the everyday world. And I think we're going to see that throughout the future for sure. in the next couple of years. Yeah. And a lot of people are not going to live their lives or say the things that we want them to say, or be the way that we want them to be. And so we have to be able to one self regulate our own emotions, right? Because when we react to an experience or a situation, it's not doing anybody any good. It's just causing us to feel more emotionally charged. We don't want to have that. So when you can control your own emotions, your own feelings, then you can start to realize like you watch these people pass by. It's like clouds, right? You're just watching it pass by. You're just observing. You're not letting it bother you or ruffle your feathers. And it's really important to be able to learn to do that. Yeah. So I, I guess I have a tough question following all that up. So like when people aren't, you know, emotionally intelligent per se with their own thoughts and their feelings and how they feel and how they can react to situations. And, you know, nine times out of 10, most people want to be in a relationship and find somebody that they love or care about. So would you say that those people that don't know truly who they are yet should seek a relationship or any of that stuff? I I don't know. It sounds like a weird loaded question, but that was my question. I'm so glad you asked. So we can only be as deeply connected with our partners as we are with ourselves, right? You want that deep, compassionate or passionate relationship. You want that deep, intimate connection with someone else because we all want to be loved and liked and wanted, right? That's natural for us. And so if we want that from someone else, we're only going to meet that as deeply as we've met ourselves, right? So my answer is, no, do not get into a relationship until you know who you are at your core, but also that you've done the work and realize that you're, it's okay that you're going to change. You're going to evolve. We're supposed to change as humans. We're supposed to evolve. But when you get into a relationship for the reasons of just wanting someone to be there, to feed your ego, to, to validate you, to validate your emotions, you're not ready for that, Right. Because as a woman that was married for 12 years and divorced now, like I know that feeling all too well. I got married before I knew who Rebecca was, right? And so that resulted in me needing to grow and mature and I got divorced, which was horrible, but it was the reality. So I say, make sure you know who you are before you give yourself to anyone else or before you allow someone else into your circle. To kind of learn more about who you are, what are some questions that are essential to ask yourself? I think it's really, really important to know your core values. What's important to you, right? Like I just recognized recently, like the people that are in my circle, whether it's my fans, my followers, my clients, they're very loyal to me, right? Like I don't have a huge 
base or following, but the people that are, they're loyal. And I realize they're loyal because I'm a loyal person, right? Like I'm really loyal. So to me, loyalty is really, really important. Integrity, huge, right? Mm-hmm. And my philosophy with integrity is how you do anything is how you do everything. And Right. I like that. I was just yeah. going to be like, wow. Ooh, yeah, that's awesome. But think about it. So if you're willing to maybe cheat at work or maybe not be honest with your boss or maybe like cheat on your taxes, who's not to say you're not willing to cheat on your spouse, right? Mm-hmm. If you're willing to lie over here. You're probably willing to lie over there. So it's really, really, really important that you know who you are and that you get really good at keeping those firm boundaries with yourself, right? And knowing that like, this is important to me. I'm not willing to compromise. So it, there's a whole journey of self-love that I think everybody should go through. And I think it should be taught in school because to me, that's really the key to having healthy wholesome relationships with yourself and then with others. There's a lot of topics that school maybe needs to shift into the education system, especially in this industry, mental health, motivation, all of that, that needs to be shared some more. Yeah, I think we're definitely starting to shed more light on mindset and mental health. And people are recognizing that you can work out as much as you want. You can take care of your physical body. But if you neglect your mindset, like it's, it's never going to work. And really understanding your thoughts and why you think the way that you think and understanding your past and your subconscious belief system. Like when you understand that, then you can start to really start to create your reality of what you want to feel, what you want to think, really being able to master yourself. Yeah. So now that we kind of got to that segment where we're mastering ourselves, one of the things that I did, and I don't know, maybe you've done it too, Rebecca, is you take an assessment on yourself. So I I took the DISC assessment where you find out your driving forces, a little bit more of who you are. And I think that's the best way to like discover a little bit about who you are, what drives you, what motivates you. You're able to ask yourself tough questions about your strengths, your weaknesses. And I don't, I don't know if you've done it. Have you done it? Yeah, I've done it a few times. So I did the Myers-Briggs test when I, Mm -hmm. you know, early college in my twenties, I've done the disc test. Like I've done a lot of different tests, but I think there's all these different tools out there to help us understand ourselves better. Right. It's just really a matter of if people want to. Yeah. Some people don't have that desire. Right. And those things are, are meant to be used as tools to guide us. Right. But I would say this, if you really want to know who you are, and what's going to bring you peace and joy and happiness, you have to go with the things that already that maybe that you're doing that do bring that to you, right? Like, so when you chase joy, you you only gravitate and start doing the things that bring you joy. That doesn't mean that we don't do hard work and we don't have to do things that we don't like, but it, it means we're kind of getting closer to what our path is and what we should be doing. Right. Mm. It's we can go to college, we can get degrees. I've done that, right? Yeah. And it's yes, it serves a purpose. It shows employers that you can stick <laughs> with something, right? And you can make it through and you can commit. But ultimately, it's about to me, it's about finding what makes you happy, right? And doing those things that bring you joy because when you have that sparkle or that excitement, like the work that I do, it doesn't feel like work. 
it feels like that's what I'm supposed to be doing. And I will say this, it's usually involves serving someone else. It comes down to giving back and knowing your own gifts and your traits and your strengths and then sharing that with others, right? Because you were given that for a reason. So now it's your job. It's your moral obligation to go out there and share with the world. Powerful, powerful message right there, Rebecca. Is there anything else on emotional intelligence that you want to share? I would just say communication. Know how to communicate without being triggered. Know how to communicate without reacting, right? How can you have direct, open, honest communication? That is number one, right? Communicate. Say what you mean, mean what you say. Don't just talk to talk to make noise like a bird (laughs) or a squirrel, right? Like speak. Everything I say has meaning and intention, like live an intentional life. and And I promise you, you will set yourself on the right path. Every day until your dreams coming true. Yeah, grinding every day until your dreams coming true. Yeah, grinding every day until your dreams coming true. Wanna make it happen? Well, it all starts with you. Start with flipping the mentality, making visions reality. Screw all the practicality, wasn't meant for normality. Time to unlike the beast, so bring out all of your savagery. All in every day, how it has to be.